Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls Next, Next Door. Talking about that spooky stuff. All the time. Yes. With other people that aren't just us. Yeah. So submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Yeah. Our 31st episode is about horror for kids. Yeah. Scare your children all the time. Yeah. It's good for them. <laughs> Teaches them stuff. Trauma is a great way to instill life lessons. That's like our motto. Yeah. And we're we're kicking off a new episode for the month of November where we're going to have a new um, theme. So last month was classic. classic horror. And this month, because it is my birthday month, I'm inviting my good, good friends from one of my favorite podcasts ever, The Black Tribbles. Woo! And Woo. today we have uh, the Amalgam and Uncanny Tribble. Yes owner of Amalgam Comics here in Philadelphia, and co-host of Security Blanket, a podcast about HBO's Insecure, Ariel. Yes, thank you? you for having me. Welcome. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yay, <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah. um, for those who don't know the Black Troubles, I don't know what you're doing um, or how you found us, but they <laughs> are too cool to be geeks, too cute to be nerds. They're the Black Troubles, and they explore the nerd within and out and we have so we decided to kind of interview not interview but just bring them in and hang out with each one of them and talk a little bit about some spooky things um but you guys are always like you're always out there <laughs> you guys are always yeah, doing yeah. stuff all the time the like hardest working tribbles in the show business yeah it's always <laughs> something going on yeah it's um so i'm like a new member of the group so i joined the group um on the seventh day of the seventh month in their Ooh. seventh year, um, so the the podcast itself is seven years old. But I'm I'm like the the newbie. Um, I guess I've been, you know, you know a me- member of Tribble Nation and uh, unofficially a Tribble. Um, and so you know, I was really honored to be invited to join. You know, the main cast of characters <laughs> that make up the Black Tribbles. But yeah, it's like we're. You know, we're at cons, we're doing this, we're doing that. It's, it's, and, you know, triples after dark. It's always something going on. It's, um, it's, it's a lot of, it's fun, but it's a lot of work too. Um, I think people don't, you know, you see the fun side of it and you don't realize like how much time and effort went into planning and producing. Um, so I'm learning a lot too, because I'm, (laughs) I'm new to the podcast world just in general. So it's cool. And you also have, so you have Security Blanket. I've listened to a few episodes because I've only watched a few episodes of Insecure, unfortunately. Oh, do you, are you not a big fan or? I just, I started watching and then like got distracted by like the world. And then I was like, I'm going to put this like <laughs> away for the minute because I want to be able to sit here and pay attention and to watch it. But I did enjoy the first episode, um, the rap yeah. <laughs> definitely got me hooked. And just like the characters mm-hmm. are just their characters you know like yeah. they're just very big and all of um the drama and things that are happening in there is super like exciting and awesome to watch yeah and relatable i mean i feel like as a young black woman millennial like they're this is the first show that i have watched in real time and been like oh man they're doing things that we do because i mean of course there's living single mm-hmm. when you I, but i was younger and so i watched it and i liked it 
Um, but when I rewatched it, when it came to Hulu, which was a big deal, and I rewatched <laughs> it, I realized how much stuff just like went over my head. Yeah. Um, like even, you know, Khadijah being an uh, entrepreneur. And so everything that she would be going through. And I was like, yes, that's, that's absolutely <laughs> right. But all of, you know, I missed that when I was younger. And then like girlfriends, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't get it. Eve, like all those kind of shows. And so now to have a show that's timely for me, you know, and they're doing all the things that that I'm doing and you know the dating apps and the you know all that it's it's just really cool um so I think it's a really important show well you're you juggle a lot of things even just outside of triples because you have that podcast and then you also run amalgam I do yeah tell us about you do it cool yeah how you do all these things crack no (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) I'm drug free mostly but uh But no, um, yeah, I don't know. I think sheer will. I mean, I'm sure some of it is like fear of failing publicly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because this, this store is much bigger than I thought it would be. Like, I really just wanted to create a space where I could be myself. So I wanted to be in a space where it's like I read comic books all day and I bake cookies and, you know, when it's slow, I knit. Uh, and like in between customers and none of like not none but like the knitting thing definitely hasn't happened you know I don't get to read as many books as I'd like like I really have to carve out time for that yeah and and you know the baking thing I am baking there but it's you know it's this you know it's I don't want to say frantic but it's like oh crap there's no bread I gotta get bread out so you know what I mean so it's not it's like there's an urgency about everything as opposed to you know I thought I was just going to be like floating around having fun but and I've been I like appreciate the success of Amalgam you know we've really created a name for ourselves in like the Philly nerd world and the blurred nerd you know the blurred nerd world all that you know there's so much work behind it you know it's my baby um and I you know my hope and prayer is that it's not always like this it's like you know we're we're about to uh be three years old we'll be three years old in December congratulations Um, thank you yeah and and new businesses like you know generally you you don't even turn a profit until year five so you know, the everyone says, like, if you open a business, if you can get to year five, it gets so much easier after that. Yeah. And so, you know, my hope is that we make it to year five. So if you haven't been to Amalgam, please come out and support. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> I highly recommend. It's very cool. Definitely. People yeah. sing there sometimes. You're just like, well, that's happening. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we are very much a community space. So in addition to the comics and the coffee, it's like we host events and, you know, we just end up kind of being like a little nerd haven for folks we have like high school kids that come in before and after school to just hang out and again you know they're all like really nerdy kids and, and I don't know what face they have to put on when they're in school yeah. but when they come to Amalgam they you know they're talking about this comic book and this RPG and yeah it's just it's just it's really cool and yeah. I and I hope yeah I hope um it really is it seems that way, but I hope that they really feel like it's a place where they can just kind of shed all of like, you know, the the masks you have to wear to just kind of get through life. Yeah. You know, I hope that Amalgam is a place where you can just kind of like shed all that and yeah. be who you are. So, yeah. So my hope, you know, my hope for the store is that, you know, we continue to grow and, you know, things kind of 
start to even out for me <laughs> so yeah. I can have some work-life balance because uh, it is something you know it's something that I you know love but you know I'm with it all the time it's mm-hmm. like a newborn and I'm mm-hmm. just tired <laughs> yeah makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah well definitely on that note thank you for for trudging over here <laughs> after this long day this, yeah. just to hang oh, out yeah, with absolutely. us and geek out about scary things and we're going to be talking about horror for kids Woo! so in in our garbled podcast both cat and i like our switch cast we both kind of talked about briefly horror for kids or or the effect of horror with kids so specifically that there's the house of the clock in the walls mm. uh that eli roth directed and that's the new one with jack black yes okay and jack black is also simultaneously in goosebumps too yeah so he's oh. just like he's all about horror for kids right now fun he fact. likes kids movies yes fun fact about goosebumps is that we showed it at our back to school night and it made our kindergartners cry oh no oh wow not cool for kindergartners <laughs> yeah well eli had said that he wanted the clock the house of the clock in his walls to be the gateway for horror for kids which like these days that's great so that I makes sense he's, he's, he's a good dude yeah and then but there's uh for us the gateway for horror was rl stein's goosebumps yeah and then um the are you afraid of the dark i think just living in the 90s yeah all of the (laughs) cartoons Um, that we we enjoyed courage the cowardly dog terrifying oh i've never seen that it's so scary it's really good normal reaction not angry about it it's a great (laughs) show it's super weird it's like absurd horror in that like you're like what but also i'm nervous i don't know why weird stuff's happening i don't like it but also it's like i have to keep watching it's one of those okay yeah it's good it's about a dog it's like all freaked out all the time it's called courage ironically okay um and he's supposed to like save his like owners but slash parents slash weird they do they treat him like he's a person which is is it a show or a movie it's It's a a show show. yeah it's a cartoon show it was on cartoon network okay and Um, it's like they live in the middle of nowhere and just like the creepiest things happen i'd say (laughs) honestly horror like books too yeah that is the most i've ever read as a child is like literally anything that was scary i would not you would put like a regular book in front of me i'd be like that's a lot of work i don't i have my brain's not here. I don't know what you're doing. Horror, it was scary enough that I'd be like, I need to know what's going to happen. Like, are they going to die? I don't understand. Yeah. So I'd be reading like the scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, uh-huh. Um, I remember like vividly like reading that at camp. And then like the Goosebumps books yeah. were great because they were short because they were for kids. They were so And you quick. would like read through them. And they were like scary enough to like it would mess you up a little bit. And scary stories to tell in the dark was also a little scary. Terrifying. I remember every single time, like, school store would come to the school. Not school store. Scholastic what was it called? Fair. Scholastic oh, the book Scholastic, fair. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah, the book fair. And, you know, you'd be going through. And every single time, I'd be like, oh, money. That sucks. But I'd always get scary stories to tell in the dark. I'd be like, I don't even care what other books exist. I'm not getting those. I would always get that one every single time. Because each year was a new one. And it was exciting. That's cool. Yeah. I've actually never read that. So here, my so thing good. is like I'm not. I don't really like horror books, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I have an overactive imagination. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you just so if you worse. describe things to me and allow my imagination to take root, yeah. it'll. It, I would never like leave my room. I would just be terrified. So for me, it's it's. I am better when I have the, the visual presentation. Like this is what it is. <laughs> Accept it. Process that. 
yeah. and, and, and let it go as opposed to like, now I have to think about this. Because that's the thing, like it takes me really a really long time to read through comic books because I daydream through them. Mm. Like when some, when a concept is presented, even though it's graphic, you know, you're not necessarily seeing every single thing because yeah. it's, you know, it's, yeah. you know, to tell, to move the story along. They're not showing you every single thing. So then I'll think about it and it's like, oh, okay, how does this world work? Okay. You know, and I, yeah. I really have to go there. And so that's my one rule. It's like, I don't read anything scary. Yeah, I Goosebumps, I definitely one that like upped my score for like when they had like reading challenges and it was like, how many books can you read in a year? I totally just would like just go through all of the Goosebumps. Like I'd run to the library to read them in like one night. And it was always like I was afraid of everything as a child. I was just a terrified little kid. But for some reason, I could sit there and I could read Goosebumps and I would be terrified like in my bed, like in my covers, just like reading by like the nightlight. And it was like you get to finish it and generally because it's quick because it's short you would get to a resolution rather quickly Mm -hmm. and the resolutions usually worked out like it was you know a conclusion there was a positive end the kid got out of it it was like a really ridiculous circle like there were some really creepy plots in goosebumps like you know the the ventriloquist doll the worst yeah, that was really... Oh, never like when the dolls come out. And yeah. It's, it's whenever there was a book, there was also like those like short movies about uh-huh. it. Like they always made movies about the book. So like I was so bad at reading as a little kid, but I read all of those. Like I don't understand how I forgot that that was a thing. We wanted to, to dive into some of the cool things about the the 90s and also just like what, what subjecting kids to horror themes ultimately does. I mean, I kind of stumbled on Are You Afraid of the Dark? I never really got into Goosebumps. I don't know why. And I, I and maybe it's because I was introduced to Are You Afraid of the Dark first. Mm-hmm. And I think the, they the were style of storytelling was was different. Yes. Um, and it's something about Are You Afraid of the Dark that really just grabbed me. And so Goosebumps, I've seen it. Um, you know, they, they used to have the show that came on in the afternoon and uh, my grandmom had a daycare center, so I would always watch it. And I and there were ones that were like, oh, that was kind of creepy. But for me, it was like it was never quite. Are you afraid in the dark? I don't yeah, know. But why. I stumbled across it. So it's not something I set out to watch. It was just, you know, flipping through TV one night and discovered basically discovered Snick. Yeah. which was a very yeah. nice oh thing, God, Saturday yeah. Night Nick. Yes. And um, Are You Afraid of the Dark was the closer. That was the show that came on after Ren and Stippy because Ren and Stippy was not. It mm-hmm. used to start with like Alex Mack show, but it always closed with Are You Afraid of the Dark. So 930 was like my favorite time. Yeah. Like I was always in front of the TV for that. I'm like, Mom, I can't go to the bed. I'm <laughs> afraid of the dark's coming on. Yeah, so it's like, but it, it, and it unsettled me. And I think I just discovered that I liked that. Like yeah. I liked, finishing something and feeling like not quite right um mm-hmm. there there is some horror that like goes too far and i'm like i can't like usually ghost stuff i have to be careful yeah. with because i because again of my overactive imagination it's just like i can't yeah um but uh yeah but i do like when things make me feel uneasy and make me question i don't know so i did i think I, like i discovered that about myself with are you afraid of the dark and so it led me to seek out other things so 
you know, Twilight Zone, even though that's an yeah. older show. Yeah. As an adult, I sought that out because I was like, oh, this makes me feel like Are You Afraid of the Dark made me feel. And it's funny because Are You Afraid of the Dark definitely has a lot of Twilight Zone. Um, like, it's clear that it was inspired. Yeah. There's there's a lot of references, even in one of the episodes that we're going to talk about um, in a bit, has like uh, a prop item that's from Twilight Zone. And Are You Afraid of the Dark has even influenced like other, what we would consider horror uh directors and things like oh, that absolutely yeah and so i think like what's interesting versus like goosebumps versus are you afraid of the dark is that are you afraid of the dark really takes like a almost adult kind of look at the sphere and then like puts it with children so a lot of the the topics um that they're tackling are things that like prepubescent and just like grow like children that are growing and are dealing with and making like imposing them over spooky circumstances yes yeah yeah so you're like you're scared, but at the same time, you're kind of learning. Like, you're learning, you're like, like, oh, yeah, it is bad to be addicted to my, like, device. Yeah. Technology yeah. is dangerous if you don't use it in moderation. Thanks, yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. You could be kidnapped by, like, alien people. I don't know. Whatever it was. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was, was a fun. good one. There was, um, uh, there's a, a episode, I believe it's called 13th Floor, um, where it's this girl is like adopted and then it turns out there's like aliens it's like spoilers all day but you should just binge <laughs> it anyway but uh it turns out it's like aliens but it's this whole thing of like otherness like she's already an other she's like this adopted kid and now she's like struggling with this other of being like a human in this like alien situation right. so there's this level of just general fear and just like terror that's happening as like a kid that's like aliens <laughs> trying to steal oh, no. like what do we do um with also like her coming to terms with like her identity. Well, yeah, I mean, that was, I, if I'm remembering correctly, that episode, that was the twist because initially she was scared, like, oh, and then it's like, oh. Um, and I remember thinking like, you know, that was not a traditional ending. Like usually yeah. it would be like, oh, she defeated them and da da da, but in, in the end she was one of them. Yeah. Um, and I remember that, uh, that episode. They, they explore a lot of things like that. I thought it also, when we were watching um, an episode it kind of, and we'll talk about it too, it reminded me of like Black Mirror before now. Like Black Mirror obviously didn't exist, mm -hmm. but it was definitely like technology can be bad if misused. Right. But what was interesting to me was like the narrator, like the girl who submitted the story, um, was just like this curmudgeon of like, <laughs> just like this little <laughs> so girl mad. that was like, technology is bad, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and she's like, we're all reliant on it. And it was just like kind of funny um, that some of the stories take like this, look that is almost kind of like a wink in a way where they are clearly like they don't fully believe it themselves either mm -hmm. but they're like here's a spooky thing and you can see it come across in some of the episodes and i think that's kind of cool yeah in the opening to are you afraid of the dark still creeps me out like yeah uh, gave and was saying the, that yeah the ship I mean, the little paddle boat rocking yes. is in the swing. It's the just swing. like, oh, no. And the toy <laughs> clown doll. I actually, because I was afraid of everything, I would read Goosebumps. But it's kind of like the opposite of what, with you where I could read all the time. I read really fast. But I could not watch Are You Afraid of the Dark when I was younger. I couldn't make it past the opening sequence. When it would get to the creepy doll and like the creak, the like everything's creaky, I was just like, off, it's done. <laughs> nope, I have to go away this. and read Harry Potter or something <laughs> to make myself feel better because I couldn't do it. And so like getting to watch it now, I was like, oh, I missed out. Like I should have, why didn't I just stick through and, and get past the creepy, like literally just a swing. 
yeah. just like swing. But it, I mean, but it was a creepy swing. I mean, that <laughs> I think so for me, I think um, it's so funny. So like why, you know, talking about getting your kids into horror and, you know, is it good for them? But even in, a, in adult horror, it's like the children are always the most terrifying. So, again, oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. idea of this the doll like this was a kid's toy and it's creepy it's like yeah mm-hmm. the abandoned mm-hmm. playground it's like or you know or the even the ghost child like why is it the even for adults like something about children is like frightening like it, it's interesting yeah. children are terrifying yeah everyone should know that yeah, i feel like pretty strongly <laughs> i mean <laughs> and i work with them all the time all i do is the kids so she can confirm they are indeed terrifying but like in a different kind of way, like not in the yes. kind of way I see in movies. It's just more so it's like, oh, my God, if anything happened to you, like that's more so yeah. that brain movies. It's like, oh, they could like they have no conscious. They have not developed that. They could murder you. It'd be fine. I'm like, I'd be like, all right, I'll probably recover from this in 10 years. Uh- <laughs> but kind of like going off of that of not just like the no conscience, but there's even like a lack of um, not urgency but like a not a clear understanding of danger with children so like with these stories it's very easily like believable that a kid just like walks into like a scary situation and that these events would occur like yeah like there's so many episodes where you're like anyone else would not have done that but a kid is gonna do that oh for sure kids just like they don't get danger they don't get danger they don't have a concept of time yeah like they're just not they're they're like okay this is what I'm going to do. And they don't understand like the consequence that ha- could happen could be lasting. Right. They're like, I've been alive for seven years. So that's <laughs> the window minutes. I have. <laughs> that's all I know. So like the idea of something that happens now being a forever thing. I don't know what that is. I've been alive for a minute. Like I don't get that. It's, it's very hard for them to grasp. Right. Yeah. There's, and there's like a, there's always this trope of like in these, even in the books, in in movies, in on any of it, that there's always that the adults don't believe them. Mm. So there's this like terrifying thing, and that's something that like kids can relate to because there. Um, I read this article where it was essentially like keeping kids from horror things at a young age does not keep them from fear. If anything, it like they're all they're gonna be afraid. Kids are afraid. Kids are afraid of the dark. They're afraid of strangers. They're afraid of like the world because it's like everything's new. Everything's different. Everything has the potential to be scary. Mm -hmm. So and then you're also like dealing with like if you think there's monsters under your bed and you go tell your parents and they're of course going to be like there's no monsters under your bed. Right. Right. So in these this is what's happening. You know there's a monster under their bed. They tell their parents they don't like nothing happens. But now these kids get to act out the fantasies of like defeating the monster under their bed so that by the end of the episode it's like okay well if, 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 I had a, one, if a monster cool. came under my bed like the 80s film monsters what is it what is it? oh with uh ben savage or yeah like, yeah and the Wonder- the monster uh, world and yeah they were so cool it was like kind of creepy i it's such an underrated movie and i bring it up and there's like i think i've brought it up in the past few years maybe 20 times and you're like one of the only people who have been like yeah that. i love that movie absolutely love that movie yeah but that literally would like be such a help for someone who was like i'm afraid of monsters in my bed so it's like okay watch this film where there is a monster under your bed and there's a whole world of monsters and scary things happen right. but he ultimately defeats it and he like makes a friend and he has like this fear conquered so if anything uh you know so like subjecting your kids to horror at a young age that is 
reasonable right <laughs> like yeah, we're not go saying crazy. go to hostel <laughs> like don't yeah. go, don't start <laughs> oh, at a 10 like bring yeah. them in we know if in. it's rated r it's probably rated r for a reason but <laughs> yeah. if you got like a pg-13 going on you don't gotta i don't know i don't understand the whole think the idea that just because you pretend it doesn't exist or you hide it that that's protecting someone i feel like more so make them aware of it so that they can deal with it and then try to like fix i don't know i've never understood the whole well if i never let them watch a rated r movie they'll never be traumatized so they'll yeah. they'll never be able to like my perfect it's like, child no they're gonna see that eventually and then they're gonna feel even less prepared for it because you waited till they were 27 mm -hmm. to let them live right. and, then they're like, and then they made ah. a lot of bad decisions yeah it's just like you're not doing them any favors by sheltering them from the world that is the world like the right. world is what it is you pretending it's not like that is not going to do your child any favors yes so might as well just let them dive right in the world's a weird awful scary place not dive and Wait in. Like wait in. Wait in. Dip your toe slowly. in. Yeah, take All your your time. Is, is <laughs> Don't subject them to torture. I'll, I'm not saying let them watch Saw. <laughs> but I am or, saying let them like do the like basic stuff where like I just I don't get the whole censorship and like of like children programming. It's like the world is crazy. It's awful. Awful things happen all the time. You might as well just like make that aware. Because that's how they'll survive, emotionally and otherwise. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with that to a point. But I do understand, like, you know, what? if you're a parent, I'm not a parent, but I would think if you were a parent and you know how crappy the world is, you want to, like, shield that from your yeah. kid. But then you do set false expectations. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because that's not how the world works. So, and I feel like, you know, you've met those people who are, like, not well-adjusted. And it's just like, yeah. you your parents sheltered you from a lot and now you're mm -hmm. reeling because you realize that that's not what the world is. Yeah. So I agree with that. And they get yeah. like very overwhelmed and upset about minor things that most people are like, okay, that's like, a, that's a little thing that I don't really care about. Cause like, that's a big deal. Right. A tiny thing is a big deal because they've, they've had zero deals. <laughs> so then yeah. if you've had like minorly, like you've been at least, um, you've at least acknowledged that there's minor deals and big deals that when a, a minor deal comes along, you're like, okay, whatever. Or you think like, oh gosh, because that could have been worth. I mean, there have been things that happen, and not that you're happy that it happened, but it's like that could have been worse. Yeah. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. keep it moving. <laughs> and like shows and movies and stuff, and it's like the most harmless way to go into it because yeah. it's like usually there's a resolution. If anything, you're mm -hmm. showing them how to get out of that situation. Where it's like you need to dive into the fear. Man. absolutely i don't know that's the whole thing yeah and it's a protected environment you're not like yeah you're yeah. safe there's not a real it's monster fiction. in your television right you have the power to turn it off when it gets too scary so you're also giving them control it's it's they'll have a bad yeah, dream we're, it's we're advocates for torturing your children young and <laughs> molding them and there's always lessons and then they remember them because it's traumatic yeah right. also that i'm just saying well, yeah i mean i think there are lessons to be learned i feel like especially you know it, horror uses tropes Mm -hmm. And so there is a good thing. There is such a thing as a healthy fear, you know, yeah. because mm -hmm. when you have no fear, you're reckless and you end up endangering yourself. But I feel like, you know, you watch enough movies where it's like, oh, and the woman was walking alone on a dark path and somebody jumped out. So now, you know, I know personally when I walk down the street and I see no one else, I have my keys ready to stab someone. Yep. It's yes. like, you know, because it just kind of prepares you. It's like because something could happen. 
and little do they know I'm ready. <laughs> it's yes. like little do they know I'm the Buffy in this situation, and <laughs> you're not just gonna like yes. count on me. It's gonna be a fight. Yeah. So yeah, and I think you know, and and you know, I'm a nerd in many ways, so I think about the world differently, you know, and some things it's like, I know that will never happen, but what if, in you know, it, it makes you like question yeah. reality, which I think is healthy to do too. So yeah. ready for any apocalypse situation. Yeah. Like, it's like, yep. And just like thinking out of the box of how you interact with your surroundings, how you interact with other people. I don't know. I, th- I just think it opens you up yeah. to more ideas, which is good. You know what I mean? Makes you a better thinker. One thing I wanted to bring up was, because they have all these different um, interesting, like, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? We're going to highlight two episodes. Um, but I wanted to point out there's one called The Tale of Station uh, 109.1. Mm-hmm. And that talks about, like, the afterlife and, like, this idea of, like, heaven and hell. Um, and it kind of has, like, a Beetlejuice kind of mm. feel um, where it's just, like, it's a radio station. Uh, but also that Ryan Gosling is a special guest in there. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was too busy on the um, Mickey Mouse Club, so he wasn't one of the Midnight Society, but he guest starred. Oh, did you research that? I did. Oh, <laughs> did I didn't know that. Yeah. That's funny. Man, I could have had Ryan Gosling in my life sooner than yeah. Hercules. Yes. And then for... I wanted to just geek out mostly about R.L. Stein because I, yeah. I did some research and I just find him to be the most adorable like grandpa person. Like I was watching these videos and he is so silly. Like one, he has the best Twitter bio that I think exists and it is my job to terrify kids. That's it. That's all it says. And I'm like, check, you do it all the time. Um, but he he explained that like when he was a kid, he was afraid of like everything and so he wouldn't really leave his room and instead he would just write it down oh these are all the things i'm scared of oh my gosh (laughs) and so that's like how he kind of coped with it but the thing that i thought was really cute in his like interview that i saw was that he kind of goes on a rant about cell phones and he says that cell phones ruin the plots of like every horror film yeah and the quote is he's like help me come get me i'm trapped in a haunted house (laughs) it's just like anytime anything spooky happens he's like you can't do the whole call is coming from inside the house it's like who's calling her she checks her her id and then she's like oh the movie's over right (laughs) and he's like totally like not against technology but he thinks it's like you know it's kind of hard to to play with um but then uh he says he's not afraid of of things anymore like he he finds it funny he finds horror funny now and that i think that kind of comes through in what he does um he did say that uh <laughs> when he showed up to talk to like group when he talks to groups of kids they're always like disappointed to see him uh-huh. because he's like he's the spooky guy but then you see him and he's just an average regular guy from ohio and he's just like hey favorite <laughs> jewish grandpa it up a little bit yeah you just need to just show say, up in a cape like, yeah like ah i came to scare you yeah they're like who's this man he's just normal this <laughs> 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 is normal watched um are you afraid of the dark we watched two episodes that you recommended which was tale of the doll maker and tale of the dream girl Mm -hmm. um one fun fact is that the one of the creators of 
Are You Afraid of the Dark is DJ McHale, who wrote a series of books that I read when I was like a teen. Oh. A Pendragon series, which I, I saw his name pop up and I was like, oh my God. That Wait, guy. the Pendragon, is that like the Knights of the Round Table where they were in high school? No. Oh, okay. It's like a kid who goes to other dimensions and other worlds. Oh, okay. It's like, it is pretty cool. The first episode we watched was Tale of the Dollmaker, which is from 1994. So during like kind of the earlier age uh, of it. And it the synopsis is... Melissa searches for her missing friend and discovers she has been magically transformed into a doll in a dollhouse. <laughs> There's so much to unpack with this episode. It was great. Yeah. It reminds me of that Pokemon episode where they turn them into like little dolls. That was like one of my favorite ones. I thought it was cool. Dolls are scary. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you're becoming a doll uh, just from being in a place. And yeah. that's kind of like reminiscent of the monster film in that like if he was stuck down there, he was going to turn into a monster. Right. And all those monsters were kids once, right. uh, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. So if they threw in some more kids in there, it would have been way scarier. I think they should have yeah. added like a in a ghost child. That would have been cool. Um, but <laughs> essentially there's this young girl, Melissa, who is visiting her aunt and uncle and they don't mention that there's a missing, sh- like her friend is literally a missing kid. Right. And I think that the whole thing is they didn't want to upset her, yeah. but it's like, well, clearly she's going to come and be like, where's my friend? You yeah. know? Um, and so that the whole thing was, oh, oh, they've moved. Yes. Um, and then eventually they tell her, well, they've moved because they couldn't stay in the house anymore, but they're keeping it. Like they didn't sell it or anything because they are hoping that she, she comes might back. come back. Right. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's like, okay, did they tell her parents Two, it's like a kid went missing in this neighborhood. So it's like, she could have been abducted. There could be a child. Like, abductor. Yeah, hey, let them yes. know that there's a child abductor hanging out around here. Send me your daughter. Yeah. That sounds cool. And we're not going to trust. They're the worst at secrets. Like she's literally they're like sitting about in it. the next room. Yeah. And they're like, did you tell her? <laughs> did you tell her about the scary house next door? Now the child went missing inside the house, and they said it was haunted, and no one should go in there. He's like, she's Shh, like, she's, she might hear you. She might hear that there's a haunted house next door, <laughs> and then she like loudly comes over to like check, to check on, on her, her to see if like, she's still clomp, asleep. Clomp, clomp, clomp. Just gonna take a nice stride down. Oh, this good. Hall, she's sleeping. Make sure there's enough time for a kid to pretend that she's been sleeping this whole time. Um, and then I want to, I do want to shout out to the uncle because why on earth did he think that she would think it's fun to repair a septic tank? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Well, well, that whole thing I think with them is they didn't have their own kids, so they don't know. Yeah. They're like, you, you want to do this thing, right? Yeah. And it's like, no. It's like when you give uh, Ron Swanson, he's like, I got her this saw. <laughs> yeah. It's like those, right? Yeah. And it's like, no. <laughs> Do not give a child a sharp object. Yeah, I could, especially because it was like, I think in the narration, uh, the girl's like, every time she went to visit her aunt and uncle, it was pretty lame. Or not, she didn't say lame. She said like whack or like, so it was a 90s term for like, it was just the worst. Mm-hmm. And then when she met the friend, then things got They better. didn't have cable. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have cable. Uh, <laughs> just like. Like, do you want to help? You know what? As a kid, though, I remember being in people's houses and they didn't have cable. It was painful. Yeah, it was like it's Saturday and there's nothing on because you have five channels. But Yo, WB Seventeen was that was a fun time though, and that was not cable. They played cable shows. But that was like when I was younger, though, Mm because I remember TVs that still had the dial on it. So there were two. There were two kind of technologies happening where some people still had the like oh. 
you have to turn the dial and then turn the special dial and then you get to turn the dial with the more numbers like all that <laughs> and then you go to some people's houses and they have like a big screen with like cable and it's like you had the disney channel like you know what yeah. i mean and that was like the that was, was like so much exciting. fun so i definitely it's funny because she sounds so whiny like they don't have cable but it's like no i i remember those times yeah you know? now nobody has cable because we all have phones but yeah <laughs> um but yeah and she was, was so she was definitely just fine to accept that her friend had moved away if the aunt hadn't been in the house, too. Like, because there was movement upstairs, and then the aunt's like, it was probably me, which makes sense, because it's not like the girl was outside of that door. Right. Yeah. The house. So if she hadn't been up there, she never would have ended up in this house. It's your own fault. Right. Being weird. Why are you in the house? Why are you up there? She's, what like, always up there, like, checking on stuff. <laughs> like, what is it's like, let me just walk near this dollhouse and then walk away. Yeah. No other reason. Yeah. Not looking for anything or anybody. It was good. I definitely was stressed um, when they had to jump out the window. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, no. And then you kind of see the warp like, oh, from yeah. her foot. And I was like, okay, maybe it'll be fine. fine. It's She's fine. like, this doesn't make sense. The window is to their attic. And I was like, I don't know, girl. <laughs> yeah. None of this has like, logical sense. I feel like maybe you're having like something going on. And if you jump, you're going to be extra dead. So like, <laughs> let's be careful now. Yeah. I... Yeah, I could definitely see. That girl was creepy. Even when she was done being a doll. Well, I mean, she's (laughs) been a doll for a little while. So I'm sure it takes you a minute to like, you know, warm up, get the porcelain flowing. Yeah. Um, My hand's actually on my hand. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to just take out like a a hand (laughs) from her pocket. But she's just like, oh, "Oh, shoot. We forgot to reattach it first before (laughs) we jumped out the window. (laughs) I was like, why doesn't anyone have questions? Like, they're just like, oh, it's like. I just want to be in the room with the police that are like, where have you been? I'm right. I mean, I think that's one of those things. It's one of those moments where it's like the adults won't really believe it. So, yeah. well, actually, you know what? That's not true because then they they burn the dollhouse. Yeah. They and then the so it's house. like, so now where does the door lead? But so but I don't think they're like really going to involve the authorities it's like we're happy yeah. to have you back in this case they do believe her because it's like clearly something happened so we're gonna burn this dollhouse just to be sure but you know then there are those cases where it's like well we're happy you're back but we don't believe that's actually what happened you yeah know? and you're probably just too traumatized to say to, to real words it. and the mom did say or the the parents of her one that of the them had said it. yeah the house did it yeah so there was some kind of well, Place. so that is the thing that creeped me out. So I do like cursed objects. Yeah. Right. And so for me, because the dollhouse is an exact replica of the house, the question then becomes what came first, the house or the dollhouse? Is oh, the is the large like the actual house is the dollhouse a replica of the house or is the house a replica of the dollhouse? Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I like to think that the dollhouse came first. And the house manifested around it in order to like lure children to become dolls. And then, but then it asks, begs the question, who, well, who made it? Yeah. And like, yeah. who's overseeing this creation of these dolls? And when, if she would have, because again, the house has been there. So you, you would argue that this is probably not the first child that's been trapped in there, but there are no other dolls when they go. So who collects them? Like, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it opens up these other like She's that been is, there for a minute, too. Yeah, that that's the thing that terrifies me about the story. It's like, why is this here? Who made it? And where is everyone that didn't get out? Like, it's just so creepy. Like, it's so many unanswered questions, even though we're with this one little girl who who got saved. But it, it begs a question of like, well, 
what on earth is going on here? Like yeah. something. Like, how is this happening? Like how is this happening? Like we are in some kind of weird supernatural place that we should maybe all question. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Or you and 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 even like burning the house that's hostile. So what mm-hmm. is the reaction? Like it's a it's yeah, a magical it thing. Back? There's yeah. gonna be backlash for that. I don't know so I just feel like there are these <laughs> other stories to tell around it and that's why it's like one of my favorite episodes yeah. because it unsettles me on so many different levels because <laughs> it leaves so much unanswered and I, and I like that yeah they like sloppily put this bow on we're like we got the kid back they got out and I was like for me when I was watching and she's like running through the house and she's trying to get her and all that I was waiting for there oh, someone to pop out someone yeah. or like there to be some presence that like causes their like some kind of chaos in there like whether it's the doll maker comes in and she's like a like a victorian looking woman who's just like oh my precious yeah like or if someone like grabs a house or something like i was waiting for there to be the presence that was the reason for this and mm, when yeah. it didn't happen i was just like what is happening right why, <laughs> why? Yeah, it definitely always feels like the the beginning of a story and then they like cut it off mm. like before there's like it gets flushed out. Right. Like even with the the virtual. So we watch um, Tale of Virtual Pets, which is essentially like they had like little oh, Tamagotchis kind yeah. of. But it was like, but, like just angry. a dog on a screen that angry wanted to absorb information from the kids so it absorbed the kid into the tamagotchi and then make a like a replica of the kid who would then go and recruit other kids but it's like what are these this alien technology robot whatever it is is happening why do they want these kids like why the kids was my question as it was happening and there's like the one girl is like totally anti um uh technology she's like she's a grandpa and a my pen will child. she says my pencil will never crash right <laughs> it's one of her quotes she says like three times <laughs> they have to like talk her through they're like control delete she's like what and they're or they're like first grab the mouse and she's like the mouse <laughs> she's oh. and he's like really like get and then she was like like you need to type faster she's like i haven't taken typing yet and i was like oh my god i remember typing. i remember taking that was a typing class that I, took. I love that class that it was a great that class, class yeah. has saved me many a uh essay you know last minute essay in college yeah because if i had to like hunt and pack i don't like i would never get it done but i actually know how to type yeah so yeah yeah typing everyone take keyboarding yes it's yeah. it's a r- important class in the event that there's an alien race that wants to control you through your video games you'd have to hack them and you need to t- type really fast. Yeah. I just think one that's really cool, the the structure of Are You Afraid of the Dark and the fact that these kids come up with these stories. Like, yeah. shout out to them for being consistent and delivering yeah. pretty awesome stories. Yeah, and I like um, with the show in, in general, like every character had, its, had their own style of story. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you get... Um, I think it was Sam who would always bring props, like she would come in costume. Um, And I feel like uh, Betty Ann would always take normal things, like the mundane, and make them scary. Like Tale of the Doll Maker, that was Betty Ann's story, where it's like this, oh, it's a doll, and then make you question it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and Gary did a lot of magic. And, um, well, Kiki always had the black people. (laughs) (laughs) And Frank always had, like, it was always like sports related like i don't know so they all had like their thing that's awesome <laughs> yeah I, w- I wish i had watched it more to know i'm like uh, kind of just want to like 
have it on all the time. I have one of those binge worthy. Yeah, I want to like give you a list. So I had to pick two, but there are so many good ones. Um, so I definitely want to like leave on a, with a list of like you definitely need to watch this one, this one, this one. So we Absolutely. can do that at the end. Yeah, we'll definitely take that and we'll we'll share it with the the listeners too because in case they want to catch up as well. Yeah. Um, th- they are on YouTube. There's like a subscription, or you can just like kind of Google them. Um, we also watched. Tale of the Dream Girl, which is also from 1994. It was great. Um, and that is where Johnny is haunted by a dream girl who is really a ghost looking for a boyfriend. Johnny. Jo- <laughs> Johnny. Uh, Johnny, one, his hair was atrocious. That's oh, just the one cute. thing. I thought that was. <laughs> it was in style. That was it the, was in style. That yeah, was, was the that generation's version of the F-boy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was the F-boy haircut. <laughs> it definitely was. I was like. I was like, you need a bath, one. But he was like, he was really cute. And the the relationship with him and the sister was cute. Um, it was like really close. So it was kind of like weird. But it, at the same time, I was like, it made sense. But I really enjoyed um, the way it kind of took you through the story. And when it started like hinting that things were not quite right, right. I I was starting to pick up on it. Like I couldn't quite figure it out. Um, but I But by the end, we were like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, way, I, but. I definitely think that this episode influenced M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, um, the whole idea of a dead person not knowing that they're dead and going about life, um, because, because when the sister like kind of t- because he, when he's like, what is going on, and and she finally just breaks down and says, it's like you're dead and she was like and after you just came back like nothing happened and yeah. i didn't know what to do yeah. because i was the only one that could see you like it was yeah. it was like it was like heartbreaking and spooky but it was spooky but at the same time it's your brother and so yeah. he's clearly not here to hurt you but he the just fact doesn't that, yeah yeah but the fact that there's this veil that has been lifted for a time you know what i mean it's yeah. just yeah it was just so so crazy even her like leading him to it like when he's just like why didn't you just tell me and she's like you didn't remember and like her just being like why did you come to this grave like there's an entire cemetery why would you how you just happen to stumble on it right and like just slowly like lead him gingerly into the fact that he's dead she didn't just throw him in there right and it's actually um m night has said that this was the inspiration for the oh yes yes yeah, this oh, was the original that. bruce willis twist in that that's uh, crazy you didn't so know he cool. was dead right that's so cool yeah the, like that a kid show yeah influenced that movie and and, and i crazy. don't think i've ever like even even um well that's you know what that's not true because i was going to say even in twilight zone but then there's the hitchhiker um and, oh, yeah. and that's a, a tale where she doesn't know she's dead yeah um you're going my way which is that's a so good one creepy, it's very reminiscent of stephen king that one too I think oh, okay was, i think he was inspired by twilight zone oh gotcha but yeah so i mean i guess rod sterling it was just before his time rod sterling is the inspiration for everything <laughs> um but no but it was yeah it was just so different like at that the, at the point that i saw that episode i'd never encountered any story like it and so that's like when uh six cents came out i was like this is like that it's very <laughs> reminiscent yeah, yeah. like are you afraid of the dark so yeah like when i was watching i definitely wanted to make a joke like i was thinking to make a joke with yeah. cat where i was going to be like oh a bruce willis twist which is what we call m night Shyamalan twist because okay. it's with bruce willis in it um and i was going to make that joke and i was researching and it was like m night gives credit i was like ah, we were right it is that um, this is the one that actually has the prop item 
of Twilight Zone in it. Oh. And that's the uh, pinball machine in the background of a bowling alley uh, is a Twilight Zone one. Really? Yeah. From do you know what? That's from, such a fun. From what episode? And this is what yeah, IMDb to told me. I mean, I love Twilight Zone too. One thought I had while watching was, she has the most conveniently uh, folded newspaper article ever, <laughs> where she's like, "Is it this girl? She's dead. You're here as well." <laughs> It was she like was preparing. It she, was so she was well. Ready for like it. she was like, yeah. The structure of it was like, sh- uh, girl dead, right? And then it was like the second hat, like the other part of it is like two dead. Like it was so conveniently placed, and then it's his face as well. It's like this is she, and she just been carrying carrying this thing. Like that was one of the first clues. So I was like, why would she just have this newspaper? Well, it also makes me wonder if she tried to tell him before. Yeah, and then and for her to even say, well, you didn't remember, and so does that mean I did tell you? And then the next day, it was like I hadn't told you anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I mean that's the thing with with ghosts. They are crazy a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. They don't have yeah, like they don't time have or sense of memory time or, or anything. So I think all of that would be reasonable. Yeah, you know? that it's like. Yeah, like I've we've done this, which is why I have this perfectly folded article. But you <laughs> yeah. know, we we'll, we can do it one oh, more yeah, time. We'll, t- we'll take it slow this time. Oh, I, that poor yeah. sister, like having yeah. to act like she didn't see a dead thing. Like that, she deserves the whole time, like yeah. an Emmy for her acting just in that one part. Like she did so. Like there, I forget what she said, um, but when he was leaving, she essentially is just like it's okay like you've always been there for me or whatever like you're like i don't remember exactly a word she said but it was the most it was like the most sister thing to say mm-hmm. and it was so delicate and heartfelt with when it's put on to this really severe situation and that he's dead and now is going to go to the afterlife you know he's going to leave um but it was just like <laughs> i was like oh my heart like I've had 20 minutes with you guys and I'm like so emotional (laughs) that was a great episode yeah yeah oh my god mom being bummed oh I was like because it was just like a a passing idea like when he's just like what's wrong with mom and she's like we don't need to talk about it right and that she never acknowledged him right I was just like she's rude (laughs) yeah it was just yeah it was just so and it's funny because this this is the one episode that I felt was older like, I felt like this was for at 18. Like, yeah. even watching it, and I was younger when I watched it, I felt like this is an episode for older people. Because yeah. just the emotional <laughs> weight of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot was a lot was going on there. Um, and I agree, like, you know, that kind of mom being in the background and not acknowledging him, and, and clearly something's wrong. And he's like, well, what's, why isn't she talking to me? He, him going to work. Yeah. And, and, and like, and the I'm, boss fix, not I'm fixing the him. things. Why is he acting like I'm not here? You yeah. know? It, yeah. It was, it was like, it was just like beautifully done and all the, the clues were there, but not enough to, to spoil it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Subtle. Which I think is really hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. Um, That definitely was, I think I was, I was floored by that one. I was just like that. It was a great ending. Um, I wasn't re- I wasn't expecting it until it happened, right. you know, which was such a nice ride because usually they're just like, hey, 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 think about this, think about this, and you're like, I'm trying to pay attention, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I'm distracted. But this one was like, oh, by the way, uh, he's been, been dead the whole, the whole time. That's crazy, and that's his girlfriend. She loves him, um, which was nice. That was a good twist. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, I 
said feelings. Let's talk about feelings. Okay. If you like it, it's uh, I submit this rating to the Midnight Society. And if you don't like it, it is my pencil never crashes because um, you're a snooty little brat child Kay. who doesn't understand how important technology is. So for the, the um, let's say for the overall topic of scaring children, <laughs> how do we feel? I submit this rating to the Midnight Society. Yeah. I also. I also that. submit this rating to the Midnight Society. Yeah. I think we said it before. It's good for them. Yeah. Rub some dirt in it. <laughs> get, get it together. I feel very strongly about it, but I'm not going to rant again. I feel like it goes nowhere. <laughs> productive. I'm just like, do it. Just go to the beginning of this episode. And listen, listen to what to Kat said. And again. that's her answer. Yeah. I'm very pro scaring your children. I just feel like it builds character. <laughs> it does. It, it definitely does. Um, so, yeah, remember to scare your children because it's good for them and it'll put some hair on their chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, specifically these episodes, but then also the series in itself. Um, also the thing. Yeah, I'm also going to submit that rating to the Midnight Society. Me as well. She really? recommended it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're already there. And on top of that, so we watched, uh, and you guys should watch it too, was Tale of the Dollmaker, Tale of the Dream Girl, and then Tale of the Virtual Pets from 1999. Uh, you should also watch Tale of Station 109.1 and Tale of the 13th Floor. <laughs> so name drop those. But then what are some other ones that we should? Um, Tale of Watcher's Woods. Uh yeah, that one still, it, it was hard to choose, but I was like, again, the, the Dream Girl one was so poignant, and the Dollhouse one scares me to the point that after I watch it, I have to watch something else. Yep. I'm 35. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and, that, and, you know, that thing that was made for kids still kind of just unsettles me to a point. Um, but Watcher's Woods, the story that unfolds is, like, just crazy. It's just crazy, and it spans time and yeah it's 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 a really that's a really good one uh the tale of old man corcoran oh no the twist on that one i was like holy crap that's one of kiki's (laughs) stories Uh um man i can't remember the name of it but it's about and a young girl who moves into an apartment building and she befriends an uh, old woman. I think it's like the tale of apartment 3B or something. I think yeah. it's named after the apartment. That's a really great one. Um, there are so many. Like, I love this show. Um, there's one. Melissa Joan Hart was in one. Oh, no. um, I think it was the tale of the frozen ghost. Um yeah cold that's like <laughs> it's just like that uh, like and oh oh my gosh and then there uh tatiana ali was in one called uh tale of the quicksilver which was also very good emotional yeah that one made yeah. me cry Aww. i cried at the end of that one it's just i i would just say you know definitely just peruse like there's yeah. a lot of stuff um it's a lot of good stuff in these episodes yeah, and you can stumble on them uh, just on YouTube when you go on there uh, and you just type in, like, one of the tales. There's some that you have to pay for, like, when some of the really good ones, but there's also just, like, a channel that had them. 
um, because it's been around for a long time. Uh, yeah, it's great. It was great having you on with us to, to geek out about these awesome shows and how much smarter they are than we think. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Nobody ever asked me to talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark? So yes, uh, that's a, this was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Anytime you want to continue to watch those things, we are here for it. All right. Awesome. You know, I'm actually yes. like really down. I, I, I also didn't watch it as a kid. I was uh-huh. like purely goosebumps and I didn't have cable. I was one of those. Um, so <laughs> until I was like old and it didn't matter anymore and I was like well I don't want to watch this because that's stupid uh, but or, Are You For The Dark is fantastic and if you want to watch it I will definitely watch it yeah. Yeah, all the time or we should just have like screenings of it no, I was time. actually thinking that because I was like oh it's October it and is. I we watch Are You For The Dark your place to do that yeah, yeah I mean to even just kind of like you know a, a kids horror afternoon like oh again because gosh. if we're talking about introducing your kids to yes. these yeah. things it's like that's kind of yes. cool and it's a non-scary setting yeah you know hmm. you're no, comfortable so for this yeah. Idea. yeah we, yeah. Ju- we, we, we weighed them in together we take the neighborhood kids and we make them stronger yes yes <laughs> so uh listeners be sure to check out amalgam comics it's awesome it's a great just like nerd space um a sanctuary if you will there's always cool events happening uh so definitely keep that in your thoughts and make your way down there to say hi to ariel and yeah remember uh don't get married they eat your kids yeah you want to you want to have the kids so you can traumatize them later so yeah. don't marry because then you'll be eaten yeah. That's my whole thing. Or they can <laughs> listen to stories about getting eaten and be stronger. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.